When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hello again. Welcome to another exciting edition of Talking Real Money, the daily podcast. I'm Don McDonald. Been doing stuff like this, radio shows, podcasts, for a really long time, which means I'm really old. No, not really old, but I'm getting up there. I've been on the, I've been doing talk shows like this now for more than 30 years. Wow. I didn't even think I'd last this long. Glad you could listen in. I hope you'll tell a friend. Please subscribe, do all that cool stuff, spread the word. The more the merrier, absolutely because oh my gosh, there's so much bad advice out there. In fact, the bulk of it is terrible. It is terrible. And you can call us, too. I'll answer your questions here on the podcast at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Just call that 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Leave a message with your question, and we'll have one of those today. And I have a question. Why do so many of you think you're smarter than the stock market or the bond market or any other investment market? Why do you think you're so darned smart about the future? I mean, I realize that it is human nature to think we are above average in whatever, in pretty much everything, even though we really do know by definition that most of us aren't above average because only a minority can be above average. You got average and below average of average. It's a special group. And I know you're you're the special one because you listen to this podcast. However, what I really struggle to understand about our nature as human beings is our strange belief in premonitions or feelings about the future. I get the feeling this will happen in the future. I get the feeling that the stock market is going to go down. I get the feeling that interest rates are going to rise. It's a feeling. You can't know it. Nobody does. Even the self-proclaimed experts get it wrong more than they get it right. That's a mathematical fact. But I want to give you an example from my weird little life. I mentioned on yesterday's podcast that I was regretting going to a board meeting that I serve on. I was I ran for and was elected to a community development board of supervisors it's a government of sorts we have tax revenue that kind of thing i i serve on this it was by the way just in case you were wondering it was a totally miserable meeting with people yelling and screaming and carrying on but at last night's meeting the district's accountant was there and our treasurer i stopped i stopped volunteering to be treasurer years ago 
I just sit and vote. Our treasurer asked the accountant about the investment of the tax receipts that we get in every year because we get property tax receipts. We get them at the end of the year and they come into the account in December. And then what is done with them? He asked. And he said, well, right now they're in a money market account earning about one and a half, which is pretty good. He said, but I'm, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to advise you that you probably should go ahead and just put uh, a portion of it in six, in a six-month CD or in six-month CDs because it's millions of dollars, uh, but only temporarily, as he said, as interest rates are going up, and we'll just leave them in the money market and the six-month CD until, until I feel that interest rates are done rising. What? Yeah, when, when interest rates are, are done rising, then we'll invest in longer-term bonds. I looked across my dais at him, and I said, are you trying to time the market? And he and the uh, the VP of our management company, whoa, their eyes got big, and they went, no, what do you mean time the market? No, we, 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 we just do this all the time. We, you know, we, we anticipate when things are going to happen. I said, so you know the future. Well, no, we just have a pretty good. I said, no, you don't. What are you basing this on? Well, when we feel, I said, feelings, feelings. You're predicting the future based on feelings. What I didn't say, and because the meeting went long enough as it was, there are multi-billionaires. There are hedge fund managers. There are mutual fund managers with far more experience than our accountant and certainly a lot more money than even our entire district, who try regularly to time interest rate fluctuations. And most of the time, they fail miserably just because you feel something. Think back in your life. There are many times when you felt something was going to happen, and it turned out to be right. You were right. You want to rub their noses and, I, I said that was going to happen. I'm right. Isn't it funny how you don't remember all those feelings you had that didn't happen? Because I know you had them. You know you had them if you're honest. You just kind of forgot about those that didn't occur. It's the ones that did occur that stick with us. Now, does that mean you have magical, mystical, future-predicting powers? Yeah, some of you think you do, but you don't. You have to understand that occasionally guessing correctly doesn't make you smart it just makes you lucky 855-935-TALK that's our phone number and let's go to the phone i'm calling because i retired from the city of seattle about two years ago and i rolled over my retirement and i have about one hundred and eighty thousand dollars in a regular ira account and it's getting like $64 a month because I got it at a fixed rate. And I'm wondering, um, is there a better way to um, do that money to get more value on it? And plus I get a monthly check from the city. I get their portion of my retirement. And I get a, I get Social Security also. But I had to roll over my share that I paid in over the 30-some years I was there working in order to get the city's portion. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. You're making $770 a year on a portfolio of 
$180,000? You must have it in a bank account. You didn't say, but you said an IRA. And a lot of people think an IRA means an account at the bank. And it sounds like this IRA account at the bank is in a savings product paying like, by my estimates, that's that's a teeny, tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of a percent. It's like almost zero. It's about as close to zero as you can get without getting zero. You're actually losing money to inflation every year. You have got to do something about this. That money, it, it's almost criminal for that much money to sit there in an account. Now, the problem is in this format, I can't ask you important questions like, what are you going to do with this money? Are you going to live off of it? Do you just want to live off the income and leave the principal alone? Do you need a portion of the principal to live on? How much risk can you stand? All of those important things. And if you know those answers, you know, go take our risk quiz at TalkingRealMoney.com, R-I-S-Q-U-I-Z, up at the top of the page, and ter- determine how much risk you can stand. And then if you can do it, go to somebody like Vanguard and build a portfolio with a little teeny tiny bit of equities through the total stock market index throw global stock market index and a little bit with uh like the bond index fund but it still means you're gonna have some volatility and you got to make sure you can stand that (sighs) although if you've had it for a while in in a bank account you're probably a very normal person and most people don't think a lot about investing they don't think about it they don't know about it they don't understand it and they get taken advantage of by their bank or their broker and end up in products that are inappropriate or pay little of nothing so here's what i would suggest and i never oh my gosh i almost hate suggesting it i do problem is one hundred eighty thousand dollars. it is so hard to find a fee only advisor who will handle one hundred eighty thousand dollars. almost all of them unless they charge ridiculous fees like for example rick edelman will take smaller accounts but he charges about two percent a year for the smaller accounts or one and three quarter percent a year it's just ridiculously high or they have these huge minimums well yeah well well yeah we'll do it for one percent but you got to pay us a minimum of two thousand dollars a year something like that this is just those kind of people aren't going to work for you and i don't want to send you to a broker far too dangerous because they're just going to make a bunch of big fat commissions off of you this was the reason why when tom and i started vestry we struggled struggled to try to figure out a way to help people build well-diversified portfolios with someone at the other end of the phone line to tell you, no, markets go down, it's going to be okay, and to still do it at a reasonable price. And our highest fee is nine-tenths of 1%. Nine-tenths of 1%, not 1%, nine-tenths of 1%. And the funds we use are very, 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 very inexpensive. All in, it's a lot less than even some no-load mutual funds. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the thing I never say. Um, I would suggest that you go to our website and set up an appointment to talk to one of our advisors. It is free. It really is free. Um, they are not going to try and sell you anything. But if you do want someone to help you, I honestly believe that we are about as good as it gets for smaller accounts, particularly for big ones too but for smaller accounts particularly you can go to our our company website which is veststory.com v-e-s-t-o-r-y.com and right up at the top of the page it says schedule an appointment 
you click on that and you can actually schedule an hour to meet with one of our 100% fiduciary advisors not they're not sales oriented they don't make commissions they're not trying to sell you anything they're going to try and help you but if you do want to work with Vestry unlike most firms we have created a product that is accessible to anybody with more than $5,000 to invest $5,000 to invest and um, it is pretty inexpensive as these accounts go so what i would suggest is you call and either call us or set up an appointment on that website okay you need some help with this you could be making as much as you make a year you could be making pretty close to that every month you could add 600 or 700 dollars to your income stream every month and by the way not touch your principal really by taking just a little bit of risk not a lot a a very nominal risk so thanks for the call i really appreciate it the the number to call 855-935-TALK 855-935-8255 and today today our word actually our words are asset class and sector reason i'm doing these is because they get confused with each other People say, well, I have a healthcare fund and a technology fund and uh, this and that and the other thing. So I'm really well diversified in uh, various asset classes. No, you just own a lot of sectors of the economy. Utilities are a sector of the economy. Retail is a sector of the economy. Technology, a sector of the economy. Healthcare, sector. All of these things are sectors, sectors of the economy. They do not create a diversified portfolio in and of themselves what creates a diversified portfolio from our scientific research is a lot of different asset classes stocks are a major asset class bonds are an asset class commodities are an asset class underneath those are sub asset classes for example under stocks you have large company growth stocks You have large company value stocks. You have small company growth stocks. You have small company value stocks. You have international large company growth stocks. You have international small company value stocks. You see what I'm getting to? In the bond category, you have long-term corporate bonds, long-term government bonds, intermediate-term corporate bonds, intermediate-term government bonds, short-term municipals, blah, 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 blah. You invest in various asset classes because the various asset classes give you all of those sectors without trying to figure out which sector is going to be the hot sector next time. And if you're buying sectors, you're going to miss some things. And the other nice thing about buying asset classes is that you can overweight those asset classes that have historically performed slightly better than others. Small companies historically have outperformed big companies value stocks historically have outperformed growth stocks not every day not every year not even every five years but historically over 10 and 20 year periods they have most of the time outperformed so that's the difference between asset classes and sectors and if you have any other terms you'd like to get defined or questions you'd like to ask either send us a note through talkingrealmoney.com talkingrealmoney.com or give us a call at 855-935-TALK and just leave your question on the electronic answering service and we will get it in one of our future podcasts. Okay? Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate you being there. If you get a chance, subscribe. 
Tell us what you think by leaving a review, particularly at Apple Podcasts. And tell friends. And visit us at TalkingRealMoney.com because, oh my gosh, we've got a lot of great stuff for you there. And you can learn a lot about money and investing. Take care. Talk to you soon. I'm Don McDonald. Talking Real Money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?